Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast. On this week's Sportlight Podcast, we're going to talk about the importance of creating opportunities for our young people to serve their communities, their schools, and their friends. And we're also going to talk about a few initiatives that Especially for Athletes is doing with our athletes around the holiday season that you might be able to get involved in. We also just want to take a second and thank all of you who listen to this podcast and contribute to Especially for Athletes in any way during this Thanksgiving week. We appreciate you so very much. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. Hey, Shad, last night we got on a phone call to talk about some other things. And by the time we got off of it, we had ended up having this discussion on service that we didn't originally intend to have. And it, uh, you know, it led to today, you know, when we had some other ideas on some things to talk about, wanting to discuss a little bit more this, this idea of service and specifically the idea of our young people nowadays participating in in service opportunities at the level that they used to and do they even want to anymore and if they do want to are we giving them the opportunities to do so or are we just telling them to serve and then wondering why they don't and finding out later that it's not that easy to just go do service right i mean um it is but we need to help these kids and so that led into some discussions and an experience that you had yesterday and and so I'm just going to briefly and then hand it over to you to explain what you had yesterday in this meeting you went to with 30 or so high school kids from rival schools, which I think is going to be really cool to hear. But uh, about last year at this time, we partnered up with a, a group out of Park City, Utah, that does a meal project for uh, people in need up in the Park City area and surrounding area. His name's James Agnew. And that has since led to us saying, hey, let's do more with this. And we want to take it to other communities in Utah. He was using athletes up at Park City High School, members of especially for athletes to deliver these meals. And he'd assembled all the details to get the food and to get it, the list of people who needed it. And then athletes were delivering them. And it was, it's was it been this really cool thing that's caught on up there. And, and the idea was, well, let's do it in more communities. And we have lots of kids that we could tie into this. So we started that. We started doing it now. And first community we chose to do it in was in an area in southern Utah County. So those not from Utah, kind of that pro just south of Provo, Utah, that area. Lots of people live in that area. And that's where we chose to do it. We happen to live in that community and know a lot of uh, people and, and uh, teams and athletes and things. Um, and this idea of serving through giving food to the needy, which was also brought on recently, ironically, by an effort by our state government, specifically First Lady Cox, Abby Cox, the wife of Governor Cox, and Ashley Smith, who's the wife of Ryan Smith. And they're the owners of the Utah Jazz, Ashley and Ryan Smith, a, a, an event or a program they have called Show Up Utah, which is challenging high school teams to do service. And 
we recently have done some partnering with Show Up Utah and with uh, First Lady Cox and are going to be doing some more with them. Just great, great program that they're behind. We need to get kids out there serving and doing more service. And what we, you and I are adamant about, and it got you know reconfirmed to you yesterday, is that kids want to do it. Tell us what happened and, and then we can discuss more. Why is it that we the, these kids who want to serve are having a hard time doing so? And what can we do to help them? Yeah, so yesterday, working with James Agnew, so cool how that all started in Park City with him just wanting his kids to do something, his own children to do yeah. something around Christmas time, feeling like maybe they're a little too self-focused around this time yeah. of year and he wanted them to see the needs of others and that that's grown into now he said this year i was talking to him yesterday they think they'll feed 500 families christmas dinner awesome started with just one guy wanting yeah. his kids to have a little more of an outward focus at christmas time yeah and that partnership with him we've been working with him and so we asked, I think the first miracle here, Dustin, is we said it was after school, right? So two rival schools. Yeah. We asked one school to go to the other school to have a meeting where we could partner to help feed the hungry in our neighborhoods, in our, in our community at Christmas time to provide a delicious Christmas dinner. We're talking like a ham, a turkey, some pies. And so James has all of these connections to help get this stuff. And so we told the kids we had a service opportunity for them. And if they were interested, we would love to have the athletes from these two schools come. After school, tons of kids right now still have practice and everything else. So I'm sure some who wanted to couldn't come. But we had 30 kids show up to a library in a high school to learn about how they might be able to help feed the hungry. Yeah. That was first, right? Like that yeah. was super cool. That's not something you see happening at very many schools yeah. around America. It yeah. could though, I believe I, it could. And, and so this library full of athletes, we're sitting there talking to them and I'm telling them about the opportunity, you know, for every $20 they can raise, we could feed a family Christmas dinner. And I'm telling them we'll, we'll get together on December 22nd and teams from both schools are going to come in their gear, you know, dressed up in their gear. These two rival schools are going to come together and they're going to help assemble these bags of Christmas dinner and other treats. And then they're going to hop in cars together with the opposite team and they're going to go visit these families that we've identified that could use a Christmas dinner, sing them a song and deliver them a dinner. Yeah. And they lit up. They were like, this is so awesome. They started asking all these questions. I said, the first thing we want to do is try to raise $2,000. And one kid sitting there, big football kid, sitting there, starts looking around the room, you know, and I'm like, what's he doing? You know, and he's like sitting here looking around like this, you know, just kind of all around. He was doing math. He was counting the kids in there. And then he was like, so Shad, uh, $2,000, that's like if each of us, $2,000 will provide 100 meals. So that's only each of us getting like four people to contribute 20 bucks. 
so do you think we could all do that? And the kids kind of took over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that's nothing. And the kid in the back raised his hand and said, what's going to happen? We're going to raise a lot more than that. So what's going to happen with the rest of the money? Yeah. And I said, that's a really good question. <laughs> Either the meals will become more robust or we'll be able to feed more families. One of those two, depending on how much more comes in, you know? And, and then I, the thing that excited them the most, Dustin, and it was like touching to me personally, is I said, hey, guys, do you want to know what your teams and what each of you will get out of this? Like, do you want to know about what will come to you guys because of this? Yeah. Nothing. That's the point. Nothing. Yeah. Every cent that we take in is going to go to a needy family. None of it's going to go to your teams, your clubs, your trips, your whatever, your equipment. This is all about you using your position as athletes, your sport light, to visit your friends, your teammates, your family, to visit businesses in the community. And you're using your position as an athlete, your influence. Yeah just to try to feed the hungry. That's it. What's coming to you yep. is that hungry people are going to have a delicious Christmas dinner. Yeah. And there were a few kids when I said that, that even got a little bit emotional and they started it, that room just kind of so many questions, yeah. so much engagement. Yeah. And I just left that thinking, these kids are incredible. We need as as you were talking about with Abby Cox, what an incredible thing for her and Ashley Smith to get together and say, we want to get the athletes to show up and to do some good for people. When I saw these, these athletes, and you know, I've known this for a long time, but when I saw them light up about this opportunity, yeah, it's the most engaged. I've seen a, a group of 30 teenagers in a long yeah. time. We have to give them opportunities to do this. And especially for athletes, we do a lot of that. Maybe you could talk about yeah. some of the other things we do with with the Special Olympics and other yeah. things like that. Well, one of the things you and I realized uh, a couple years ago, and so you know, th those who listen to these uh, episodes regularly, we invite them to help us with this. Is that we talk a lot about the first part of our message is an awareness. It's eyes up, right? It's, it's self-awareness and it's also just community awareness and surrounding just your, just your surroundings, being aware of what's happening around you, but then having the courage or the guts or whatever to do something to address those things that you see that might need to be addressed. That's do the work. And we, we emphasize that it, it should be work. We put a lot of emphasis on that word that just doing the easy part isn't you know, that, that, that's something you just assume everybody would do if, if it was easy and there was a little bit of, of help that could be given, but we want them to do work. We want them to get their hands dirty and, and really get after it. But we'd walk out of a school or a business or whatever, and really outside of don't be mean to people, don't cheat, don't, you know, bully people. There wasn't a whole lot for them to do. And most of the people we talk with aren't, those types of kids, they're not cheating and they're not bullying and they're not doing drugs and they're not right. They're not, they're, they're, they're good kids. So it's really, what's the work in it? What's the, you know, now what I I'm, I'm already nice to people. So 
we had to find more opportunities and we're still trying to find more opportunities for kids to do work. So the stuff we're doing with the Utah Special Olympics now and their their unified sports program where where kids with special needs and and athletes at schools and non-athletes get together and do games and compete, like compete in full on soccer and basketball and flag football competitions and track and field and trying to give kids I would that's not really even work I mean <laughs> back that's not work the kids the kids the athletes helping are benefiting from that 100% and it's fun and easy but um but to your point Shad when they light up I think that's kind of where I wanted to go with this now is that is why is it that they light up and is it partly because it's it's new to them. It's not something they do a lot of. It's not something that they have a lot of experience in. And and the thought of doing it is is new to them and exciting to them because they they want to give. And that just that human nature in all of us that feels good about helping others, which I think most human beings feel, and especially when you do it and you see that it, you know, that it helped. Um maybe they haven't had that feeling or and, and or the opportunity to have that feeling and is that their fault or is that our fault because we're either and here's kind of my idea i'm just throwing out some reasons i think this might be they're not given the opportunity because we tag so much on their or put so much on their plate with training extra work you know all the stuff they're doing with sports they don't have a free how many times is it if you're not working your opponent is You've got to go do more. We say it. I say it all the time, right? If you have free time and you're not doing anything, then go lift, go run, go. So it's it's this constant stress of if you're not working hard, somebody else is, and you're getting behind. So you need to go do more, more, more to be a better basketball player, baseball player, whatever. Is it that? Is it that we're filling their time with comfortable, easy, fun activities when they're not doing that? It's Xbox and it's Netflix and it's, you know, all the luxuries that a lot of these kids have nowadays that it's, it's, and, and, and they're happy and they're quiet and they're not in mom and dad's hair. And so, Hey, that's good. Right. They got their room clean. They did their homework practices over. Should they rest and have free time? Yeah, they should. So that's what they're doing. But where does the service part come in here? And if we just say, man, our kids need to serve more my son or my daughter, or my, their team needs to do more service. Is it the coach's job? Is it the school's job? Is it the kid's job to just go down and volunteer at the food bank? Like, are they going to really do that? Do they know how to do that? Can they do that? Do they have to be a certain age to do so? Is there liability? Like, I think as parents, our generation, you and I are in our mid-40s, our age group, we need to be the ones to provide these kids with opportunities to organize it, to encourage them to come and to show up just like Ashley Smith and, and, and Abby Cox to show up is half the battle to be there. And if one kid shows, then we go and do the service with the one kid. But what will happen is that what happened with you is 30 kids show up. Some of them probably not knowing exactly what's going on, but by the time you left, they were all light lit up and excited and engaged and committed to doing something because they want to, we, they just don't know how. So is it our fault? Is it their fault? What do you think? And what can we do to maybe fix that? 
Well, I think we talk about some of the things. There's the individual service, right? Um, we we talk to kids about you keep your eyes up and you look for those individual moments in your yeah. high school halls and in lunch rooms and in classes where there might be a kid that's just on the outskirts a little yeah. bit that needs an invitation, that needs someone to put their arm around them and recognize them. And we are really big, Dustin, I know you feel strongly about this too. We aren't just talking about including kids. Yeah. We're talking about valuing kids. Every yeah. person in, has value. And so it's getting to know them, value them, appreciate them, yeah. love them. Those are the things that I think as we go speak to schools really resonate with kids as well. Yeah. So they'll go into the halls of their schools. I really believe after doing a presentation and the interactions we have afterward and the emails that we receive, you know, the hundred emails we receive yeah. from the school after we go visit them, that their school is different the next day because these yeah. athletes just, just they've had that switch flipped in their brain where they're like, I'm going to think outside of myself. I'm going to go look in the halls for people. Yeah. And they feel how good it feels to do that. And they start doing that in their everyday life. But I think where organizations like us and like Show Up Utah and those partnerships that can exist, the Park City Foods, the good that it does is it also allows for these these larger events, these these times where it takes a little bit of organization and it takes a little bit of identifying a hundred needy families. That takes some work behind the scenes, right? Yeah. And I think one thing that we can do is we can know, we can have confidence that these young people really want to do good. Yeah. They love doing good. They love the feeling that comes from doing good. And so as we provide these venues for them to be able to do good, they will come and do good. And when they feel that and they feel the good and see the good that comes from it, when they show up and do that, it it sets a path for them in life. Yeah. When they feel that, they want to keep doing that. It changes our communities as we help our young people be involved in the goodness of serving. And I just wonder if, like you said, just even us, are we too busy? Are we too busy to organize stuff like this? So it's just easier, you know, to hand them an iPad in the back of the car and, and keep or, it, or just know, write keep, a keep check, right? Just, just how many times, that's why I love this idea of showing up and doing the work. Those two phrases that we keep saying, yeah, I, I, write a check to the local group that needs money. That's a nice thing. Like, that's a nice thing. You write a check or you give somebody some money and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's needed, but sometimes what's more valuable and more needed is not the 20 bucks. It's the two hours. It's yeah. the time. It's your hands. It's your involvement. It's your engagement in the, you know, it's, it's showing up to do the service rather than just writing the check. Now, if possible, do both. Right. And if you can't do one, then do the other, right. One or the other. But I think that what, what, what I'd like to see, and I, I know you would like to see more of is these kids realizing that service isn't always just writing the check to a group for somebody else to go and do it. But it's saying, no, I could write the check, but I also could take four hours today, put my gloves on 
and put my beanie on and my coat and I could go out and do the work right at the park or in the community or wherever the service was happening. And, and that's where you real. I think you feel it both ways, but I, I, I just don't believe you feel the same from writing the check as you do from being out there, like close to the actual, yeah, you know, the service that's being given, doing the work. It has more of an impact. In fact, two stories come to mind when you say that two of our favorite men in the world now now they're men they were with us as young kids yeah one of them justin miller yeah um for those who don't know justin miller quarterback right now at southern utah university last week had four touchdowns in the first half yeah we had a great game yeah and just all around great man yeah we had some events in may where we had Jaron Hall, BYU quarterback. We had Allie Bills, former Division I basketball player, WNBA player, and Division I coach in women's basketball. Uh, we had Julie Sumption, a cross-country runner from BYU. We had a, a golfer, a collegiate golfer. Yeah, okay. Eli Ballstead from the U. And and the kids were just kind of asking them questions. They were sharing lessons that they've learned from athletics, lessons they've learned from training, yeah. life lessons, reaching out to other people. And I got up to like share something and I look and they're behind the camera, hasn't said a word, just helping us out because he believes in the message of especially for athletes is Justin Miller. Yeah. A college quarterback sitting there filming his colleagues, you know, his fellow yeah. collegiate athletes. No, why am I not up on the stage? I mean, I thought that. I thought, man, yeah. why is he filming right now? Justin should be. Yeah. But he was just there because he believes in a cause. He was there to support the 150 kids that were there at those those events each night yep. with, his, uh, with his wife or girlfriend. Was it his yeah, wife? wife? I think, right? Yeah, his wife. And and she is running around doing all this stuff. This couple just showed up to do good. Yeah. And and that that is so impressive to me. Yeah. Justin Miller is one of the most impressive yeah. young people I've met. It, any well, thoughts on him? He you're exactly right. And that's the that's that's doing the work with the idea to our fourth principle in our book seek to bless not impress right there was no and, and they stayed after and folded shirts and packed up things and put them back in boxes and right and, i mean he would stay he does the same thing when he helps me at other other events you know at some of the quarterback camps and things that i do he'll come and help at him and so will his wife and they'll take pictures and he'll stay until the last box is loaded in the truck and um but we have others like that we have parents you know we Katie Sargent, who lives up in Layton, uh, Kim Nagley, who lives in Woods Cross. We've had parents and and, and I mean, so many, Troy Coons in Salem. I, I could list a, a hundred people, but these are people who have had kids be part of, especially for athletes, and have come after a presentation or after an event or something and said, I just want to help. What can I do? And I've given those three people I just mentioned requests to do different things or just, or they've just called me and said, Hey, I hear you're doing such and such. Can I be there? Where do you need me? Can I get in line and feed people at the camp? Can I come and help hand out t-shirts? Can I, and they'll just, 
and then they'll send me emails. I just went into this school and talked to this principal about your program, or here's an introduction to somebody who's the president of a club soccer team or volleyball team. I think you should speak to them and just helping us get the word out and not asking for money, not asking to be recognized on social media or to just because they know the impact that this message of eyes up, do the work has had on their son or daughter and them and the need to want to see or the desire to want to see it also help others. And that's the difference is that when, when our, when our desire becomes such to not just want to benefit from it personally, or those really close to us, but want to see our fellow men in our community also benefit from it. And then we'll take actions to see that that happens. That's when we're serving with the intent to really uplift everybody not just with the intent to make me or my close people better so they have an advantage, right? They have a leg up on the rest of the world because they have this available to them. So I'm going to keep this close to me because this helps my kids or my team benefit. They say, no, 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 they're benefiting, but they could benefit too in that group and that school and that community. And so I want to help everybody have a piece of this, you know, goodness, whatever it is. And there are so many people out there that are like that. Those listening to this, if that's you, we could use your help. Like we we want help as much as, as we can take it. We'll accept it. And, and, but we want people like Justin and, you know, like those kids that it's eye-opening for you and me to know, not eye-opening because you and I have known this for a lot of years, but refreshing, I guess, to know that we do have kids coming up who are given a bad rap. Their generation is lazy and spoiled and all the stuff they've been told. And by the way, parents, coaches, they hear that and they, 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 we're, we're doing a great job of making them aware that they're lazy and spoiled and like they're hearing it. So if that's our purpose, we've done a great job. And I, I shame on us, I think, for beating that into them as much as we have. Do they have some things that we didn't? Yes, we did as well when we were their age and our parents didn't. And if they are spoiled and lazy and coddled and whatever, and and it's us, we're the ones raising them. So we're the ones that need to change what we're doing. But I can tell you at their core, and you just reiterated it and saw it firsthand, and I'm sure you wish everybody could have seen what you saw, and that was 30 young people many of which travel, you know, 10, 15 miles to get to that meeting from another school, show up, be there on time with nothing to gain other than just serving and leave happier than they came and more excited than they came. And that gives me optimism, eyes up and optimism and gratitude that we have a group of kids coming up that as hard as we're trying to tell them that they're not going to be as great as our generation was. I think we're going to be happy to find out they're going to be better and they are a lot better. We just need to, instead of giving them iPads and iPhones need to give them service opportunities and, you know, and, and reasons to want to go out and do good. And they will, they want to. There was a girl that raised her hand at the end of that meeting because one of the schools we haven't met with yet. um, We haven't done our presentation with yet. And so this girl, I don't know that she had been to one of our presentations. I think she's she's younger. Yeah. And she raised her hand and said, "Is is this it? 
like there's going to be other opportunities throughout the year for us to serve, right? Like we're not just doing this one food drive. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, <laughs> just come to the presentation. I think they're having yeah. it, you know, in yeah. coming weeks here. Come to the presentation. You'll see that this could be an everyday thing. But yeah. yes, we're going to have other opportunities as well. And she, her one of her biggest concerns, she sat there and listened to the whole thing. And this was one of the last things I said, any other questions, any questions you guys have about anything? And she raised her hand and said, we can do more than just this, right? There will be other service opportunities coming up in the future. And, and actually, one yeah. of the administrators that was there for that school said, oh, just come to the presentation. <laughs> you know, yeah. We're yeah. going to have a presentation. You're going to understand the program a lot more. It's not just yeah. one service project. It's a it's changing the culture of your school. Like you will, you will love yeah. coming coming to the presentation. But it just made me think. You know, these kids they sit there for a forty. I thought it was going to be a thirty minute meeting. It ended up going probably an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. Um, but these kids, after an hour and fifteen minutes of talking together and planning this, and how can we raise some money, and what can we do, and this girl's number one concern was not, can I get out of here? Are yeah. we done yet? Can I go? It's, is this the only time we get to do something like that this yeah. year? So I agree, Dustin. I, I think that these kids want to serve and we, it's awesome to be part of an organization yeah. that can provide these opportunities for them. And and these athletes do so much good, so much service. We hear little things here and there that we encourage them to do it, not to be seen, right? Sure. So a lot of times the things that we hear, the stories that we hear are not yeah. by going on social media and finding out that this kid asked this yeah. kid to the dance and they did a video of it and and things yeah. like that. It's it, They know that the best kind of service is that quiet service that... Yeah no one ever knows that you do. Yep. In fact, you shared a story with me about two quarterbacks that you've worked with that their dad shared an experience. Do you feel comfortable sharing yeah. that here? Yeah. Two, again, two college quarterbacks, um, Jaron Hall at BYU and Justin Miller at Southern Utah, uh, who ironically, the dad, uh, Justin's dad, was asked to go and drop some a box of product that had been signed and by some teammates that Justin had kind of organized to a home of a young man who had been struggling with some things a hundred miles away from 200 miles away from where Justin plays, but on the way uh, off the freeway, a little bit from where the dad was heading home after the game. And so he was driving back home. He got off the freeway, went about another 20 minutes East drop this box off at this young man's house. And I don't, I don't know the whole details of what was going on with this is an elementary age boy that was struggling with some things. And somehow Justin had heard about it at Southern Utah. His dad brings the box of stuff. He drops the box off. And there on the ground is another box of signed stuff that Jaron Hall and some football players from BYU had done that. I believe Jaron or Jaron's dad had dropped off for this kid. So he sent me a message saying how cool it was to know that two of these two kids who are currently wearing, especially for athletes, eyes up, do the work wristbands on their wrist right now at these two universities, 
big time football players, um, both interested in making sure that this young man got some help and nobody, to my knowledge, I, I could be wrong, but to my knowledge, there wasn't a big fanfare video done to the experience. It was just done. And, you know, I, 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 I'm the one bringing attention to their names, but, um, you know, they didn't do it because they wanted to be seen as being, you know, kids who did good things. They just, he just said, dad, will you drop this off? Here's the address, drop this off at this kid's house. And then he wanted to know, how did it go? Did he get it? Was he happy? And that's just because I think Chad in our core heart of hearts, we want to serve because we want to see it help other people. We want to, and we're going to see that in the next six weeks, right? Christmas time's coming. And the, hopefully the Christmas spirit's going to fill the earth and a lot of the hate and animosity towards people will, I hope, be put aside at least for a minute. And we'll see people as humans and and instead of as enemies and adversaries. And we'll see all these desires to want to do good and fix and serve and help each other and help our brother. And then December 26th, they'll come and we'll all go back to hating each other again, which is unfortunately what, you know, a lot of our world is, is about right now. But I hope that at least the kids that we're speaking with and the, the coaches and parents and things that help us with, especially for athletes. Well, I don't hope I know that we'll do a better job going into 2023 at, at helping and serving because that's what we're trying to make, you know, that's what the message is. And that's what the hope is to parents and coaches, people listening to these podcasts, they could really help us in a couple of ways if they want to serve. One is if they know of service opportunities that are out there in their communities, if they could let us know about it so that we can help get, because one thing we can do is get an army of kids together to help. We can do that quickly. So if there are people in need or, or groups that you know of that have in need of bodies, in need of help, we can do that. And we have kids who want to, and we know how to get them organized and assembled quick. And they will be strong, healthy, charismatic, cool kids, right? That'll come and do it. They're great, great kids. The other thing is if they can help us get the message out to more people, a great service project for any adults would be if, if we haven't worked with your school or your brother or sister school, or your, you have a neighbor or a college roommate that lives somewhere that know they have children in junior high or high school, and they want to have a program that can come in at a very, very minimal time F, uh, uh, um, commitment by the school or expense by the school and have something that will help ignite that, that fire underneath these kids. Cause it's there. It just needs to be ignited. There's a fuse there that wants to do good and serve. It just needs to light it. And we've figured out a way to do it. I, I don't apologize for that. The message resonates and it, it, it does. It fires kids up to want to go and be better. And we just need to get to them. And so that's one way if people are looking for ways to do good, they could help, you know, you and me and our team, it's just helping us get the word out and and because we have kids who want to serve and we want to provide more opportunities for them. But as parents, we all need to sit down with our teams and with our kids. What are we doing that are helping other people outside of just not being a jerk? Right. I, I smile to people. I say hi to people in the hallway. That's great. But that's not work. That's not service. That's just not being a jerk. Keep mm -hmm. doing that. But let's talk about work and service. And if we, the answer to that is hard to find, I don't know that there is much. Okay, well, then that's weird. How are our kids going to raise their kids then? They have no idea of what 
organizing service or doing service or being involved in something outside of themselves really looks like, or they have very few experiences with it as young people, when they become adults, do we think they're magically going to just know how to do it or want to go do it? Let's give them opportunities to and, and make that a habit in their life. But that's on us as adults and coaches to coach and to lead and because our kids want to. And they're great, great kids. Our generation coming up, I'm telling you, is awesome. We're in great hands. I agree. That, that's my final word, Chad. I agree. I agree, man. And I, going into this time of year, if anyone does have anything that they need help with, we have that army of kids ready. Yep. Yep. We can hop right on it. And so, yep. well, Dustin, thank you. Thanks for all you do. Yeah. I Likewise, love that man. podcast that you did. With Abby Cox, First Lady, First and Lady friends. and Friends. Yeah. yeah. People can follow that podcast and, and their uh, Instagram. Um, but then if you want to hear the episode, it, it's on their, you know, her, her First Lady and Friends podcast. And then also we just replayed it last week. So you can go back and listen to that. And I know you have some thoughts um, as well on that. We'll discuss more as we go. We're hoping to do more with not only the state of Utah, but but we have schools we're working with in Idaho and, and down in Arizona and hoping to get, you know, even even, you know, broader throughout throughout the country. So, yeah, there, there's we just got to keep after it, man. And, and Chad, what you're doing with I know that you do a lot of things behind the scenes, too, that people who know, you know, that you do. But a lot of people who don't know, you don't know, but you're very involved every day and serving thousands of people with what you do. So, and a lot of your volunteer efforts that are outside of, especially for athletes. So, you know, people who know, you know, that you live this whole podcast episode by example. So, and I learned from you as well, brother. So I, I appreciate you, man. Likewise, my friend. Thank you, everybody. Eyes up, do the work. This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org book.